throw it, and he's got the touchdown! Here's Brady's pass, it's Gronkowski! Oh, Max strips it! He is unbelievable! Week two of the NFL proved why you have to play four quarters of a football game and why you should also watch a football game to the end. Mm-hmm. This is the Tabor Gridiron Podcast. I'm Steven here with Isaac. Really, Isaac, this week was kind of the week of comebacks. And it was. Some of them unexpected and some of them just in epic fashion. First of all, I want to talk about the Dolphins game. Oh, the Dolphins. Because that was just amazing. You kind of thought they were out. That kind of game over. Mm-hmm. And Tua just took over. Dolphins quarterback, especially in the fourth quarter, that just second half was just dominant. It was dominant. I was very impressed by what I saw with Tua because originally, now he, this is like this is his second year, and the first year he didn't do that good. He struggled a little bit, and that's expected from all rookies. But I personally didn't think he was going to go anywhere. And I thought, oh, it'll just be another one of those. Because there are sometimes teams that literally just go through quarterback after quarterback. And I thought the Dolphins. Like the Bears. Were, yeah, like the Bears. Skipping along. Go and ahead. so I thought this uh, the Dolphins were just going to be one of those teams that are just going through quarterback and quarterback. But they found themselves a keeper. They, Tua is amazing. He actually tied Dan Marino and Bob Greasy for six touchdowns in a game which actually is franchise history, and that is very impressive for a second-year quarterback. See, I'm a huge Dan Marino fan. Grew up watching Dan Marino, and he's just he's one of the best. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a big stat. To, I mean, he's still got his big shoes to fill. He's got a long way to go to be a Dan Marino, but you score six touchdowns in a game, that's pretty epic, and that's well done. It also helps when you have Tyreek Hill. Oh, Tyreek Hill was amazing, and... Yeah, he got traded from the Chiefs, and at first I was a little disappointed. And I'm like, why would why would you go to um, Miami? Like, they're not a standout team, but they did really well. And I was impressed with the the connection between Tua and Tyreek because usually it takes years plus to make a connection with that receiver that you can see like Tom Brady and Gronkowski, and you can just see like the chemistry between them. But already I'm seeing it between Tua and Tyreek, and just seeing some of the plays that they do, and that one touchdown that was like from the um from the 50 and he just ran it all the way down was was really well done and I can see the chemistry. Well, I think even for Tua to have a receiver that just runs as fast That's true. as Tyreek that- does you sometimes you can't miss these wide open plays and it's just it's a lot of fun. So, when I'm watching the game and then we're watching other games and you're kind of like, "Okay, it's 35 to 14." Dolphins are struggling. Raven Jackson, Lamar Jackson was fantastic. Oh, Lamar Jackson playing really well. Ravens kind of had that game, and then Tua just took over back to back touchdowns. A forty-eight yard bomb to Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. Next drive, sixty-yard play to Tyreek Hill. It was just absolutely insane. Dolphins win it. Then you got the Jets and the Browns. Okay. Not that awesome of a game in a sense. Yeah, like, I, oh, yeah, it's going to be the Jets and the Browns. It was actually pretty entertaining. It was 31-30, to 30, some high scoring for the two teams. Mm-hmm. Jets pull off the win. Again, they were losing. It was 30-17. to 17. Joe Flacco steps up, rallies the Jets. Jets win a game. 
That is very impressive. Because the thing is, honestly, I honestly didn't even rem- I didn't even know that because I gave up on the Jets. I honestly, the Jets have struggled for years, and I and I just thought I'm like, oh, that's gonna be the game, and then I and then I was just like, wow, Joe Flacco can really like hype them up so much that they go out and win against the Browns. Who, not gonna lie, the Browns are kind of struggling this year. I'm not gonna try to sugarcoat it or anything. And not to say it's Deshaun Watson's fault, but it kind of is because he suspended himself, uh, got suspended, and he wasn't able to play. And so they have, they're just running through quarterbacks, and their team's just a mess right now. They don't have Baker Mayfield. He's with the Panthers now. And, but. Which they're struggling as well. I think, yeah. again, there's a lot of teams that are struggling. Another big game for me was the Raiders and the Cardinals. All that. It was 20 to zero. Raiders are playing well. They're not doing a horrible job, and the Cardinals pull off the win in overtime. It was pretty insane. I mean, you got Kyler Murray kind of just taking the team on his back, getting into overtime. Raiders still have a chance to kind of pull themselves together, mm-hmm. win the game, kind of go like, oh, man, we we missed that one. That, was, that could have been bad. And then, no, a fumble happens in overtime, a run back by the defense, Cardinals win. Just crazy upset. And, again, it just kind of proves you have to play, well, here in this case, you know, almost five quarters mm-hmm. with overtime. You have to play those four quarters of football. And then as a fan, you can't really write a team off at this point. You know, there were even other games then throughout the rest of the day on Sunday night, on Monday, and you're going – Ah, uh, yeah, it's kind of a blowout. Some of them did end that way, but in the back of your mind, you're going, "Well, these crazy games happened. Anything can happen in football," which we keep saying is why mm-hmm. we keep watching. Exactly, and I think that's the case with the Monday night games because, it, obviously, in the back of my head, I thought, mm, "What if this is another one of those comeback games?" Because they were very well looking like blowouts, and they actually ended up blowouts, especially the Bills and Titans game. That was. That was pretty sad on the Titans' end. Yeah, and I, you know, we're going to go there a little later, but I think it's a good time since you brought it up with the Bills. Josh Allen is just on fire. He, he is on fire. continued again from last week, from last year, just playing off the charts. The Bills' offense is really clicking. The defense is stepping up. Mm-hmm. Plenty of interceptions. Yeah, Tannehill struggled, and just Tannehill the pressure really struggled. that they were putting on him Buffalo defense stepping it up as just a whole team. They're kind of the powerhouse right now. And and I don't think in a in a in a bad way where it's gonna hurt them. I think they just need to keep playing their game, keep doing their thing, not get all cocky and haughty about it, and just keep playing their three phases of football and they're gonna go far and they're gonna do well and they're gonna get better. I think games like last year against the Chiefs in the playoffs that you lost just helps a team kind of get better and kind of get that perspective of just like anything can happen. We can be eliminated at any point in time. We need to just keep moving forward to keep playing our game mm-hmm. and we're going to do well. Exactly. And honestly, that's why we watch it because if they can improve and they're going to be really good, I am very excited to see where they're going to go. They're going to go to high places. And the Bills, they were really good. and But a lot of their opportunities were from the Titans miss opportunities they they were just struggling Tannehill was throwing multiple interceptions and not even so much the interceptions there were just things here and there like 
one time this rookie was trying to catch the catch the punt and he muffed it and then they got it and they scored and they got a field goal and I'm just like you got to be more on top of these things. But I think that's what makes again a great team on the Bills side is being able to capitalize mm-hmm. on the mess ups and the mistakes of your opponent. Exactly. And kind of get in their head a little bit. It's a, it's a psychological game as mm-hmm. well as that skill and that physical aspect. 49ers and Seahawks, uh, not so much the game. It's I really felt bad for Trey Lance. Trey Lance. He he's out for the season. Ankle it's a injury. Big blow just to the 49ers. If he's on your fantasy league, you're scrambling right now trying to get a quarterback. But it was early on, too. I really felt bad. It was a designed QB run. He only threw a couple passes. It was in the first quarter. And the the hit didn't even look that bad. It wasn't just like one of those like massive blow-up hits. But it's just how two guys fell on him. His ankle rolled a weird way. And he's got a fractured ankle, torn ligaments, had surgery on Monday. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't. It doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon. That's a big blow to the 49ers, but it also does kind of settle some of that controversy with Jimmy Garoppolo because last week Trey Lance struggled. You have Jimmy as a backup quarterback. You keep him. You make him the backup, and everybody's like, "Well, Jimmy's taking the team to the playoffs. He's taking them to a Super Bowl. He he's won games. He hasn't been able to." really get over that hurdle and win as many games as they would like or get that Super Bowl win. But everybody's like, Trey's struggling. Do you put Jimmy in? What's going to happen? People are like, well, in a couple weeks, I think Trey's going to struggle enough where Jimmy is going to go in. Not that I want him to go out. I feel really bad that he's hurt and that he's done. Mm -hmm. That stinks just for a young quarterback. So I hope he recovers quickly and kind of gets his mindset back into the game. But it's a big opportunity for Jimmy Garoppolo to reprove himself. Exactly. And say, I can take this team and I can do what you guys need me to do. For sure. I felt so bad for Trey Lance. I was just like, it's only his second game and he's already out. And I just felt like he, he I feel like he had something because obviously he was struggling and give him a couple of weeks. He might have been able to show himself. But I think it is good for Jimmy Garoppolo to, you know, reprove himself and show us what he can do. Because, yes, he brought us to a Super Bowl. He brought the team to the playoffs. And, I mean, he can do a lot. So I'm I'm excited to see what he'll do. Saints and Bucks could have been a, a pretty cool— It was still a cool game, but, you know, in the last couple of years when you have Tom Brady and the Bucks going against Drew Brees and the Saints, those were some epic games. Those are some really epic games. And And that's what you kind of have in your head and what you're looking forward to. And it's just not that. It wasn't that. But kind of game aside, I know you and I were talking about Marshawn Lattimore, Mike Evans, going at it. Thoughts? Yeah, I have thoughts. It's it's just not right. Obviously, the thing that bothered me, Mike Evans wasn't even on the field. He wasn't even supposed to be there. He was on the sideline. Marshawn was saying things to Tom Brady, and then he started to get up in his face. Another teammate was already trying to calm the fight, and Mike Evans just bulldozes Marshawn to the ground, and that just sparked the whole thing. And obviously, Marshawn Lattimore, we don't know what he was saying, but obviously it probably wasn't nice, and he shouldn't have done that in the first place. And The teammate was already trying to calm it down. Mike Evans just took it one step, actually like 10 steps further, and everyone was getting into a big crowd. It was this whole big thing, and I'm like, it really didn't have to be this whole thing, because, and it was like, 
three minutes long, so it kind of took up more time. And I I felt like it didn't really have to be that because if Mike Evans just stayed on the sideline, the other teammate would have broken it up and we could just play more football. But Mike Evans came in, he shoved the guy over, it was this whole big thing. And I'm just like, and especially for Mike Evans, a veteran player, like if this was just some rookie protecting his quarterback, I'm like, yeah, whatever, you can do that. But Mike Evans, he's seen this before. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore, this is not his first time getting into a fight. And I feel that they're both wrong, but... In terms of more wrong, I would say it's Mike Evans because he really didn't need to do that. The other teammate had it covered. He's a veteran player, and I just it goes to show how like a lot of these veteran players they're they're honestly role models for a lot of the newer players in the in the league because they're looking up to these people. They got to be good examples and showing them how to play the game and not only how to play the game, but how to respect other players and how to just be a better player overall. And I just feel that. Obviously, this was the one example that we're talking about, but it's not the first example. Even in the preseason, Aaron Donald was going at it with the Bengals, and they were just, and he was literally swinging helmets. And I'm just like, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're a veteran. People look up to you, and that's not the kind of image you want to make for yourself. I I agree 100%. I think that, you know, it's always the second guy that gets Mm -hmm. the penalty. You know, there's always that guy that pushes somebody first or kind of hits them, and then it's the retaliation that gets the penalty or gets you kicked out. He suspended for a game, though, now, Mike Evans, and it really was uncalled for. I understand the emotions. I understand you want to stand up, protect your quarterback, whether it's Tom Brady or not, but you can't be getting physical like that and causing these fights. That Now it hurts your team. Exactly. Now Mike Evans being you know, suspended for a game, it it hurts them as a whole. Mm -hmm. And that isn't helping your teammates. It isn't helping your organization and and I agree and it puts a bad image it should not happen it, it should they need to have a higher standard of going people are watching fans are watching kids are watching my teammates are watching I, I, that, that to me that is uncalled for I was really disappointed with Aaron Donald back in the preseason disappointed with Mike Evans here now and I, I want to see some clean football yeah hey battle it out on the field exactly I'll play Marshawn Lattimore you know, work harder and 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 make him have to work to to stop you. And whether you win the game, get some touchdowns, whatever, uncalled for for what happened. Mm. And, and I agree with you on that, Isaac. Chiefs and Chargers, man. Chiefs and Chargers. Woo! That game. Some good stuff. That's just it's just good football. It's I just, really good. You watch these guys. The Chiefs are on fire right now. Patrick Mahomes doing his thing, even without Tyreek Hill. I'm a big fan of Justin Herbert. Man. I love Justin Herbert. He I is just, so good. Ah, I, I, was, I was so disappointed in the sense that we were talking about the Chargers defense and they stepped up, beefed it up a little bit, was hopefully going to help them get over some of these hurdles. Mm-hmm. They didn't quite get over it and weren't able to get the win on the Chiefs. I think they're going to get better as the weeks go on. But oh, yeah. Justin Herbert, I'm just, I'm really a fan. And I feel bad for him because he gets so close in these big games. Mm-hmm. He got hurt late in the game. Yeah. Tore some rib cartilage. It was absolutely crazy. Just he kind of fell awkwardly on a guy, but he stayed in the game and he fought through it. Yeah. That was, that was just epic. I just, just, you're fighting through and watching him play and make these plays while he's got, you know, this rib cartilage stuff going on. It was just awesome. It was so awesome. And I, I really admire him for that because the thing that's actually interesting about him, which is one of the reasons I really like him, is the fact that, like, 
a lot of young quarterbacks, they're really just outspoken and they're always talking about themselves and whatnot. And that's and that's fine. And I love that. But he's like the one younger quarterback that is just super quiet. He's doing another year of school. He's really just to himself. He doesn't really he's not like all into the publicity and stuff like that. But he's still just so good. And I'm like, he doesn't end up it's like it's quiet strength. Like he knows he's good, but he doesn't tell everyone. And it was just really impressive to see him play through the pain. And like you said, he always gets so close and then he loses. But it was still a great game to see. I'm glad they got Khalil Mack, like you said, to get the defense um, buffed up. And obviously they have Joey Bosa, so that helps. They can kind of have that dynamic. And so I'm really excited to see where they're going to go. They're going to go to high places this year. I think he's just going to continue to get better. Exactly. And I think whether it's late this year, maybe it's too late at that point. Next year, the year after, he's going to be one of the top elite quarterbacks because he's just progressing and growing really quickly, and that's a lot of fun to watch. Now, as a football fan, you have to talk about the great rivalries and the historic teams that play and battle it out. We can easily just skip over the game, easily just skip over the team, but you got to talk about the classic Bears and Packers. You do. Right? I mean, it is just that that's football right there. It's iconic. Bears and Packers, Lambeau Field or Soldier Field. They were in Lambeau this time. I, 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 really, I really don't have a whole lot to say besides the historic, yeah. awesome aspect <laughs> there isn't really much to of say. it. We could really just move along. We could. Bears got their butts kicked. I mean, isn't that what always happens? So, uh, pretty yeah. much, pretty, pretty much, much, pretty yeah. much. I mean, so w- we 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 honored the classic. We at least mentioned yes. it, and we at least uh, we at least talked about it. The Bears seem to embarrass themselves mm-hmm. more so on uh, national television. That's true. They they wait until national television all the time. To like- I, my 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 biggest beef and negative, and it's probably all around everywhere as well. You have fourth and inches on the goal line. I don't, and you, you, you went into shotgun, and I don't know if you were going to do a QB sneak. Why not do a QB sneak under center, push the pile? You literally had to go like three inches. I don't know. Just I, I felt like it was horrible play calling, I, horrible execution. Yeah. Justin Fields barely even threw the ball throughout the game. Yeah, we mm-hmm. had a decent running game. You're just not going to win football games the way that the Bears were playing. So we can just kind of skip over skip that. over that. Fly Eagles, fly! Did you fly, watch Eagle the Eagles fly. game? Yeah, uh, Jalen Hurts. If you have Jalen Hurts as your quarterback in your fantasy team, you are doing well. You right are now. you are doing well, and he was whoo off the charts, man. He was off the charts. He was running like crazy. He got like t- like touchdowns by running, and he was just really well. And I love seeing him play. And just the dynamics he has and just the way, the energy that he plays at was just so good. And I really think he did well. I I think that the Eagles, surprisingly, I I was kind of shocked at how well they were playing, how well they've been playing. And I think that they're going to go far this year. They are. I think as an NFC team, like, they're, they're doing really well. And just Jalen moving the ball around, again running, executing well the defense was putting some good pressure mm-hmm. and it, it it was a lot of fun the vikings 
weren't completely out of it. It wasn't a high-scoring game. They kind of were two scores down like most of the game. Mm -hmm. You had your opportunities. Kirk Cousins kind of struggles on Monday nights and in prime time. I feel bad for the guy. Like, I just got to get over that hurdle. And he was just struggling, throwing interceptions, not really being accurate. Thielen was like hardly even targeted. And Thielen, like, you got this great receiver and they're not really stepping up. But Justin Jefferson struggled, wasn't able to really capitalize. Just the Eagles did a really good job kind of containing everybody. And then on the other hand, the offense was just playing really well. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting to see what the Eagles do. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do because they they can go to high places. And obviously, the Vikings, they didn't do very well this game. Kirk Cousins, he tried. And I feel bad for Justin Jefferson because Justin Jefferson is an amazing player. I've seen some of the stuff he can do. And he's just, even that play against the Saints that won them, that I... I remember being so mad at them because I wanted the Saints to go to the playoffs, but I couldn't I could not deny the fact that the play was just so epic and I was so mad because it was so cool, but I wanted the Saints to go and I was I was I was a torn man right there, but it it was rough and I just really like seeing Justin Jefferson play because he can just the explosiveness and the dynamics that he has and just seeing him get he really didn't do that much this game. He They only got one touchdown, so he wasn't really targeted that much either. It would be a lot of fun to have two Monday night games. I want to say all the time, but more often. It was it was actually kind of cool to have. It was a little weird. It was a little because weird. Because like one started, and then like an hour later, the next one started. So you were a little conflicted. Exactly. Like, which one do I watch? Is this one doing good? Once Buffalo kind of... I was watching the Buffalo game because mm-hmm. I'm really going for the Bills this year that we've talked about. Yes. But once that kind of got out of hand in the sense of you, it was kind of becoming a blowout and it wasn't one of those. It was clear that the Titans weren't going to come back, that it wasn't going to be one of yeah. those epic comebacks because of the way Buffalo's defense was playing, the struggles. Derrick Henry was barely running the ball. Mm-hmm. And so then you were kind of flipping back and forth. So you didn't really know which game you wanted to watch, but it was kind of fun having the two games. And you were like, oh, this was like a cool, epic Monday night. It was weird that it was week two. That they didn't open the season, you know, with two games. I'm I'm a fan. I I, I can go with, you know, two Monday night games. I mm-hmm. mean, football all the time. That's awesome. That is awesome. I liked it. Only thing I have to say is I wish it was like consecutive where it would be like one game and then the next game. But obviously that wouldn't work very well because – it's a weeknight, so... We'd people, be up to, like, midnight. I know. That would be awesome, and I would love that. But I know my teacher wouldn't like that the next day, so... <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Um, Yeah, I think it was... I, I would like that. It would be an interesting dynamic. And I'm looking forward to see where things are going to go this year and how the dynamics... Because, like, last year, we even had, like, Wednesday night games, Thursday night games. It was awesome. But obviously, that was because certain games got postponed and stuff like that. But if we could add more games just in the football season, that would be super awesome. Yeah, I agree. And I'm looking forward to keep going in week three. What are you looking forward to in week three? What's your what's your big game? Oh, I'm looking forward to the Bills and Dolphins game. That is going to be so epic. Two powerhouses who have just been dominating these past few weeks. And just seeing them go head-to-head, who's going to overcome the other, it's going to be a great game. It is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that as well. It's one of my top ones. Packers, Buccaneers. Ooh, I want to see Tom Brady. Cool. Just yeah. whoop Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Agreed, agreed. But it's going to be cool. Aaron Rodgers, the two yeah. old guys going know, at right? it and, and battling it out. So I think week three is going to be a lot of fun. Hey, don't forget to comment 
on the Podbean app. You can send us an email anytime, tabergridiron at gmail.com. Like us, follow us, and share wherever you get your podcasts. We need those shares. Hey, friends like you, telling other friends about the Tabor Gridiron podcast. That's what we're looking for. That's exactly. what we need. That's what we're all about here. It is. Talking some football, having some fun. We'll talk week three. See ya. See ya.